0: Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Hayley Field. Hello Hayley, how are you?
1: I'm really good and I am doing this without alcohol I'm afraid (laughs) because I've got water, sorry. Don't worry, like I said (laughs) before we are recording, I've been
0: not drinking on the podcast for a couple of weeks now just because I've just been so busy and my husband said he wanted wine tonight so I am drinking so I (laughs) will more than make up for it for you. (laughs) so
1: Hayley what's your business called and what do you do? Uh, My business is called Food Ninja uh, and I'm a health strategist which is an incredibly wanky job title that I gave myself um, because I started out as a nutritionist so I um, help people kind of maintain a healthy weight, add muscle, that kind of stuff Um, but then I sort of started helping business owners and entrepreneurs and quickly realized that um being healthy is nothing to do with kind of you know knowing what to eat and that kind of stuff there's lots of other things that affect it like sleep how you manage your stress all that kind of stuff so I went away and did lots of qualifications in all of those things and mindset and all sorts of stuff so um I decided to call myself a health strategist rather than a nutritionist that makes complete sense to me um, because, well, first of all, let's
0: go with mindset because I, I help salon owners make more money and pay themselves, basically. Yeah. And everything I do is about mindset, everything. And that's what I say to them all. You know, it, it doesn't, and I say it to them, I literally said it to my, um, my daughter, my eldest daughter. I'm a math, massive maths geek. I, I just loved it. It was my favourite subject. Exactly. Favourite subject at school. I just love it. And she she flippantly said that she'd really failed a maths exam, but was joyous about it. Yeah. And I said to her, your, your mindset of enjoying that failure will, yeah. be the reason, will be the reason that you are failing at maths. Yeah. yeah. You actively enjoying that side of it will be teaching your brain that it doesn't matter and that you don't have to be good at it. So change your mindset on it and that will make all the difference. And it's the conversations I have with every business I help. Your mindset of thinking that everything's going to fail or thinking you're not good enough or thinking that clients aren't going to pay you enough or thinking that people won't, you know, whatever it is, your new scheme is, they won't join It's the reason that it won't happen. And if you... Change your mindset and actively know who you are serving and why you are serving and why it will work, it will work. And that is universal truth for everything for me now. And that took me until maybe two or three years ago to kind of work Mm -hmm. out and it changed everything. It was like flipping a switch.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you know especially when you know the sort of people that I get I get more sort of complex cases shall we say so people who have done everything you know they've been to you know shitty swimming clubs and they've you know some cases tried surgery they've tried all sorts of things so the mindset thing is really difficult because they when they come to me they believe that they're broken they believe that they can't you know they believe that they can't lose weight because it's inherent in them so have getting to you get them to understand that it's the method that they chose and not them that there was a failure and to get them to show you know show them that they can actually change that rather than it being a you know I'm really bad at losing weight I can never lose weight I'm not the kind of you know I'm a poor sleeper for example is one that I deal with all of the time so it's having to kind of lend those people a little bit of my own belief while they sort of build theirs and actually believe that they can change and that's kind of where I have to start in many cases rather than you know I expect that people probably think that people come to me and I say hey eat this or don't eat this but we barely talk about food in a lot of the conversations that I have
0: it's interesting
1: you just said
0: about people borrowing some of your belief, because one of the things that I say to my clients when they start with me, because they don't have the belief in themselves or their business, usually, yeah. usually it starts with they don't have the belief in their business. And then we backtrack in the fact that they don't have belief in themselves. But um, I always say to them, then what I'm going to ask you to do is blindly follow me and yeah. just keep going until such a stage as you see the return in it. And then you'll realize that it was you that did that, not me
1: yeah exactly you can't it's it's you have to get people's buy-in until they start to see the benefit of it you know some of the things that I ask people to do you know I have to say to them you know just keep keep doing it like you say just keep having that discipline to do it because some things you know oh you do this one thing and your sleep might get better over the next three to six months they're like oh great like that's really motivating (laughs) not going to see any payoff from that for ages so yeah it's definitely is about you know telling people that you know their mindset is very important and just believing that they can change the way they are because that's you know I get that a lot people go I can't change the way I am I'm broken I'm you know whatever so yeah it's definitely very important part yeah
0: 100% so what are the steps that you encourage people to first initially take in order to have that massive switch because what I find is if I I try to give them three instant changes that get them onto the track of believing the things that will take longer what are those things that you do to get them into the mindset of
1: Mm. knowing
0: that something can change
1: Yeah I think it's really different for each person so I do like completely individualized one-to-one so I don't do any sort of group or or anything like that Um, so a lot of the time it's just trying to establish what it what will give them the biggest bang for their buck so what is the smallest change that they could make that would have the most impact so for example like I've had a client before she won't mind me talking about it because she's talked about it on Facebook. I had a client uh, called Kristen. Um, when she came to me, she thought she wanted to lose weight. Uh, she couldn't understand why, you know, she got into this this um, kind of place where she wasn't able to lose weight. Um, but actually we discovered that she was so stressed out, like chronically stressed out. She'd been in A&E um, with heart palpitations. She was a gym owner, by the way. So someone who's meant to kind of, you know, people think us fit people know exactly what to do um so for her that was getting her to manage her stress and in the first instance that was getting her to delegate stuff in her business she was doing everything in her business I'm um, coaching people doing the admin filling up the hand sanitizer cleaning the toilets like everything so <laughs> sorry about that That's <laughs> okay um so in that instance it, it is kind of looking at right well we need to deal with your stress because otherwise you don't have any capacity to do anything else so I think you know in terms of getting people on board it's about finding looking at where they are now and finding out what's the smallest change we can make for the biggest impact whatever that might be
0: What type of what is your ideal type of person that you work with? Is there someone that you close your eyes and think that's what I'm looking for? They're the people that I really want to help.
1: Yeah. So um, I work predominantly with business owners and entrepreneurs. So they are generally people who are quite successful, but they've sacrificed a lot of their health and their time and their relationships to get their business to where it is um so they've now suddenly got this realization that this is great I've got this business which is now a bit bigger than me uh but I feel like shit all the time and I I haven't got the energy to run it and I think also when they realize that you know as a business owner you do things longer harder faster better than other people that's your mo to be successful but you can't apply that to your health so when they realize that you know because obviously they do things like oh i'll just like do this ridiculous low calorie diet or i'll start training for a marathon or i'll start doing something else and like actually you can't use that mindset and that approach that's made your business successful it won't make you know it won't make you successful with your health so it's people who've got to that stage where they're like this is great but this is not sustainable and i need to change something so Getting people right on that point, that's kind of the ideal person I'm looking for. What made you get into this business? Oh, that's, that's quite a good story, actually. So um, I was a boring IT consultant for about 20 years. Um, and in 2012, I started doing CrossFit um, and I did it quite successfully and I got quite healthy And I met my personal trainer there, who's a guy called Martin Foster. And he ran something called the Clean Eating Challenge. And I did the first challenge and I did really successfully like with helping other people. And he's like, oh, do you know what? You you could be really good at this. You should do this as a job. But at the time I was contracting. So I was like, well, I can't really give up a day rate contract IT job to go into a career that I don't really you know, I've got no proven track record or anything, so I did the nutrition qualifications anyway because I liked helping out, and I just sort of carried on doing my job that I hated. And then, <laughs> yeah. in June 2014, I broke my back. Um, wow! Yeah. um So I had a condition called spondylolisthesis, which I didn't know that I had. So you have that from birth, where one of your vertebrae is not in line with the other um so because i got addicted i've got quite an addictive personality i got addicted to crossfit and i started over training if i'm being completely honest and basically that overuse coupled with that condition that i didn't know i had i broke my back and then when they took me for an mri they found over 20 historical fractures in my back so i've been breaking my back my whole life didn't really know. When i obviously, you, had you consistently had back pain that you yeah like unexplained? I'm like, oh, when I was pregnant, my I remember my back was really painful. Um, but I'd done a lot of sport my whole life, so I just thought that it was just aches and pains from being sporty, really. Um, so that was in June, and then I was bedridden then, so I had to wait four months for my surgery. And I was on morphine and fentanyl and gabapentin all these ridiculous painkillers. Lost my contract for my my IT job. Didn't have any sick pay because obviously I was a contractor. Um, So Martin, the guy who encouraged me to do the nutrition qualifications, he encouraged me to maybe, you know, start up from there. So I started my business while I was off my face on morphine from my bed with just my laptop.
0: good I think that's you know if anyone else is struggling with business ideas you know definitely off your face on morphine whatever comes to you like crack on
1: and I I actually did um my first clients I did their nutrition qualifications they sat on the end of my bed and I did them from my bed (laughs) and that was um seven and a half years ago that
0: is funny
1: (laughs) But I mean, whatever
0: works, I always, I, so I, I've hurt my back so I can't run at the minute Mm. and it will come back that I've planned next year. I will be um, healthy again, but I just had a year of injuries Mm. and I, but I'm a a big, I'm big into running and that is when I have my best ideas. Like I just, when I've exhausted myself and my brain can't overthink things, I get the best ideas.
1: Yeah, I always say to a lot of my clients, So, because obviously the, the thing that most of my clients struggle with is taking time away from the desk, from the business. That's the hardest bit of my job. So obviously if I'm encouraging them to go out and do some steps in like a really nice area, you know, somewhere green, um I always say to them you know you get your best ideas when you're out walking and I encourage them to use uh, an app called otter so you know they can still otter kind of, AI yeah, yeah yeah so they can still record all their ideas I get like all my ideas for social media posts I do it while I'm out and I just sort of pull out otter and dictate them into it so yeah definitely being outside and clearing your head is really good for creativity
0: Yeah 100% agree. So what's your plans for the business? Where's it going? What's the grand scheme?
1: So I have so I recently just kind of hit the VAT threshold and then became a limited company. So I've had to really, It my, my business has grown massively in the past two and a half years in particular. Um, so I'm at capacity for one-to-one coaching, so I can't take anyone else on. So I'm really excited that I'm launching a new service in the new year. So um, all of the kind of protocols and things that I do with my one-to-one clients um, I've got a guy called Sam Jackson working with me at the moment, who is literally going to pull all of those things out of my head and put them all into a end to end process. And then I've got a guy called Alan Wright, who's building me um, a membership type site. Um, but it's going to be more than that. So people are going to be able to enter their data, do their check ins and stuff. And then it's going to be kind of a self guided um way of working with me. So rather than you know, because the one-to-one that I do is quite intense, I give like unlimited support, people to have two or three calls a week for sort of quite complex things. So if people have not got quite as complex needs, they can have access to all my sort of ninja principles, all my protocols and everything um, in this system in a kind of a self-guided way. But because I'm big on accountability, um, there'll be a reporting function, which means I will be running reports every day and I will be giving people personalized feedback and guidance on all of their data and stuff. So um, it's a way of getting the same results but in a kind of less intense way and for people who have got sort of less complex problems who are better at being sort of self-guided so quite excited it's kind of like one-to-one coaching but without having to sort of you know have ridiculous amount of calls with me every week
0: yeah that sounds amazing so you're just trying to get out to more people all yeah. at, at once
1: Yeah, because obviously, you know, when I'm sort of looking at that data, I'm able to sort of help more people, really, rather than have sort of, you know, three hours worth of calls with each person. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And there'll be courses and things in there so people can learn as much as they want to about sleep and stress management and, you know, mindset stuff and activity and food and whatever Uh, or they can just wait for my feedback of kind of where to guide them and what to do so yeah I'm quite excited about it sleep really
0: interests me it's something that I sporadically struggle with I know my mum always struggled with sleep and I have times where it's not an issue at all and then other times where I really can you know still be absolutely wide awake at four o'clock in the morning what's your top tips for people to kind of combat the, these sleep hmm. problems that we hear so much especially for business owners
1: yeah so um, most sleep problems will be down to kind of stuff in your head obviously stress management is a big one uh, so if you've done all the obvious things like you know the sleep hygiene and all that kind of stuff one of the things that people um, don't think about is the stories that they tell themselves about what kind of sleeper they are so, I've um, completed a CBTI course, which means I'm, I can deliver CBT for insomnia. And a lot of that is examining what people think about their sleep, how they think they sleep, and, and actually evidence to support that. Because, especially with insomnia, if you get into a pattern of telling yourself, I'm going to bed tonight and I'm not going to be able to sleep. Um, or I'm a really poor sleeper or you know every time you get up in the morning you're tired because you're already telling yourself this story I've probably had terrible sleep I'm sleeping really badly that is one area that people don't think of but it can have a massive impact um, so just kind of reassuring yourself that you can sleep sleep is you know one of the four biological drivers that you can't not sleep it's not like food obviously hunger is one of the biological drivers but you could not eat you could you know literally starve yourself sleep you have no choice like your body will sleep when it needs to sleep so just changing the narrative around the way that you sleep um although that can be quite a complex and long-term thing to do but in the short term certainly managing your stress doing things like a brain dump before you go to bed um, you know, having a pen and pad by the side of the bed if you wake up, trying not to engage in those thoughts, just collecting them and write, you know writing them down. And obviously things like um, using your phone before bed, not necessarily because of the blue light, but because of what we're doing on our phones. So yes, the blue light does suppress melatonin production a little bit. But what you're doing on your phone is super stimulating you know that the news feed the scroll is endless that news feed is endless to keep you on there you know you've got people being dicks on twitter you've got you know like working yourself up about the news interacting with people it's all it's like hyper stimulating so it's just lighting your brain up like a pinball machine really
0: Oh yeah, absolutely! Like the kind of scroll hole that you get yeah. into,
1: doom scrolling—we call it. My client, yeah,
0: because it really can be. I mean, you—mine is—I will try and listen. I uh, try and watch mindless TV because yeah. anything too engaging, yeah, makes me want to watch more and more and more. Except yeah. now, mindless TV does that too because it, yes, it doesn't engage me in the same intellectual way. Yeah but it still kind of engages me in the kind of intriguing way I, I always liken it to um the um Jeremy Kyle type of thing yes. where you are you have no interest in watching it at all but you see a headline and you think what and you want to yeah. kind of hear
1: more like a car crash literally absolutely car crash TV at it.
0: <laughs> yeah completely so yeah I find myself in that but one of the interesting things that you said is about the kind of what we tell ourselves about our sleep, and I definitely have had, you know, moments of that when I've had consistent terrible sleep, and mm-hmm. I'll go to bed thinking, "Well, that's it, you know, I, I just can't sleep." Or there's all there's, there's so much going on in my business at the minute that I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, and it's a self fulfilling prophecy.
1: It is, and and actually, there's a thing called paradoxical insomnia. Um, and I've had a client with this recently where they came to me and said, okay, well, the number one thing we need to sort out is my sleep. I sleep really badly. You know, I barely sleep. I get two or three hours sleep a night. Um, and I said, okay, well let's collect some data on that. So obviously these things, I love data. These are my favorite things. Um, obviously you know, they're not super accurate, but they can really help. So, uh, we recorded their sleep for two weeks. Nothing wrong with their sleep at all. So, you know, when I'm able to present that evidence to them in the first week and say, look, you're getting sleep in deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep, you know, it's below your resting heart rate, your body's resting. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I wasn't expecting that. It must be just, you know, a weird week. Repeat the same thing the next week. And then all of a sudden, the sleep just started getting better and better because You know, it was literally about, you know, presenting that evidence and they'd had it so ingrained that they were a bad sleeper that it was making them feel terrible during the day. They were like they felt like they should be tired all the time.
0: Yeah, I I think stress does that to people, too. They feel stressed, so they worry about being stressed. So that makes them feel more stressed. And it's just I think a lot of life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, those things where you say if you think you'll fail or you think you'll win, you're, you're, you're right. And I believe that about life completely. Yeah. So, if people need your help, whereabouts can they find you?
1: So, um, I'm a bit of a social media whore. So, you can add me as a friend on Facebook because I do post most of my best content uh, on my actual profile. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook pages, uh, forward slash I am the food ninja. And I have a YouTube channel, Food Ninja TV, as well. Awesome. So, how long have you been on YouTube? Uh, not very long and I'm not very consistent um so I started uh with all good intentions of like right this year I'm gonna go all in with YouTube and whatever um and then obviously I had the idea for this well this new service um and thinking about how I could help other people so I've really focused my attention on that um so I haven't got loads of subscribers but I have got some quite entertaining videos on there um and I think also I kind of really underestimated how much effort it is because I didn't want to just do those sort of talking head things so mine are quite creative and I'm out and about in places and um the video editor was kind of trolling me by adding little graphics and stuff like that so it's it's a bit more creative so I think uh next well not next year back end of next year, I might pick that up but uh, the front end of next year I'm actually gonna finish writing my book so that's- oh tell me more about this book. Uh, so I am writing a book which is uh, all about how to stay healthy as a business owner so it will address a lot of the things I've talked about um, and also things like um, making sure that you're making room in your life to be healthy so like how is your business structured have you delegated stuff Um, how to be a bit more productive that kind of thing so that you can make time uh, in your life to to kind of um, sustain some healthy habits. Ah,
0: that sounds amazing when's that going to be out?
1: Oh don't don't ask me. (laughs) Any chance you're procrastinating on it? A little bit so I that outline for the book was done at the beginning of the year um and then obviously because I've had this um idea of wanting to help more and different people with it with the new service I've like I said I've poured everything into that but my business coach has told me that I, it has to be my q1 when my q1 focus it has to be started in q1 so I don't know how long it's going to take me to write um all of the outline is done 12 chapters I know what they are I just need to write the words love it are you going to self-publish
0: yes yeah yeah, yeah good idea do you think there'll be more are books uh, in your
1: future books. Mm, I don't know or are I'll, you all one and done no I, I would like to think so there's lots of things that I'd like to write about um particularly you know around this link between you know making business owners realize that their health determines the health of their business um And, you know, if they take time to invest time, if you like, into being healthy, that will give them a return on their investment in terms of being more productive. And, you know, I've got actual data because I love data um, of clients who have literally invested the time in healthy habits. Like I've got a client called Jess. I think she's on my on my website. One of the case studies. She was working about 75 hours a week she now works about 32 but her profits have increased by 109 percent
0: that's um, amazing
1: so you know yes it's correlation rather than causation but I can pretty confidently say that in most cases when people work on their health their business kind of reaps the benefits so
0: oh yeah I mean I've had uh, some crazy virus thing and viruses are always up and down anyway but that's completely zapped my energy and it's just meant that the business is like this yeah. you know because you make you know plans when you're feeling great and then the next day you're like oh god I feel yeah. awful well if you're if you're like that without a kind of you know viral illness that that seems to be going around yeah. if you're like that because you know your health isn't great then your business is always going to be like that so you know
1: and it's trying to to encourage people that You know, it's a bit like if you're employed, for example, so you work 51 weeks a year and you take one week of holiday thinking that's going to resolve everything. And you're always sick on that week because you've been running on cortisol and adrenaline, which has suppressed your immune system. And when you stop, you feel like shit. So it's kind of trying to explain to people that um, what I call mental recovery activities that give your brain a break like they are maintenance they need to be done on a daily basis you don't wait until you burn out and then sort it out like if you do some daily mental recovery activities to maintain you know your emotional health your mental resilience then you know you will be around to run your business if you don't you know if you think you have to work 16 hour days like you you need to decide when you're going to plan that in otherwise your body will decide for you and it'll be really fucking inconvenient.
0: What are some quick wins that you would suggest for, you know, the keeping your, you know, your mental balance?
1: Yeah. So, um, always looking at what I say to people with the mental recovery activity is it needs to be something that you enjoy that you can get absorbed in. So if you're doing it and you're thinking about, Oh my God, I didn't do that yesterday. What we're having for dinner. Who's picking the kids up? Like that is not mental recovery because you're not actually giving your brain a break. So trying to find something that you enjoy that there's little barrier to doing as well. So some of my clients might meditate because that's their thing. And, you know, they use Headspace app and whatever, which is really accessible. Some people hate that. You know, they think it's all about being woo-woo and trying to reach nirvana and whatever. And it's not their thing, which is fine. Um, So I've got another client who um, does painting. I've got a client who does Lego. I've got someone who is learning the guitar. So they do guitar practice. It's something where you can switch off and you're not thinking about work and you're not thinking about what other people want of you. You're just being really in that moment and absorbed in what you're doing. That should be enough to give your brain a break. But also I'm a big fan of consistency in that, like making sure that you do that
0: every day. Yeah,
1: every day. I can't tell you the amount of times like I have business owners who do something for a week and they go, I think I'm all right now right that's, well, Finn, that's uh, in in my experience
0: it's that they'll do it when they have time to do it yeah. as opposed to every single day exactly. and I, you know and, and I'm bad for it and I'm yeah. sure you can put your hands up and yeah, say that you absolutely. you can be bad for it too you know I yeah. often say on these podcasts that running your own business is choosing which 16 hours a day you work and I, I do believe that I think yeah. it's really important to understand as a business owner that you work very hard to make it successful and then you reap the benefits when you need to reap the benefits and that's great but I when I get ill like this need to constantly remember that I need to have the meditation time and the Mm -hmm. the journaling and the you know exercise every day and the walking in the um the woods and things like that because if I don't have them then I get ill like this all the time and it's putting those things in place to make sure that the business is actually consistent and I don't think many businesses especially in the industry that I work in the hair and beauty industry Mm. they don't they don't get an opportunity to leave the salon and go and have a you know hour and a half dog walk like I do you know it's it's very difficult so having those things where you say right you pick the non-negotiable but it is a non-negotiable
1: exactly and also realizing that you know, I'm a business owner as well. I know that, you know, if I've got a launch or something, I'm, you know, I'm not being unrealistic. I'm not saying everyone should close their laptops at five o'clock and spend the whole evening relaxing because it's not realistic. But as long as you've got to work hard and put the hours in for a launch, as long as you have the reciprocal amount of recovery activity planned in so that you can literally recover from that. Because, um, yeah just kind of like working as hard as possible day in day out without any recovery it's just not sustainable
0: no absolutely isn't
1: so we're coming to the end of the podcast
0: and I end all of the podcast with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him he's skinny as white his mum lives in a trailer so yeah. Hayley
1: what's the worst things about you um I um yeah oh wow probably quite a lot um I'm yeah I'm quite I guess my boyfriend would say I'm very annoyingly tidy which is I know that's something that people say like oh because they think it looks good but it's not it's to the point of kind of distraction um and it means I can't it affects I can't relax when there's chaos around me and that's not always a good thing Ah. I I could be a bit more um accepting of stuff Um, But I find that it really affects my mental health. So if if it's not all kind of calm and and tidy around me, um, I get quite annoying. So that's probably one of the worst things about me, I guess.
0: Interesting you say that because over the past couple of um, months, I've I've now got a a cleaner because... First thing you should do in business is get a cleaner and I had a cleaner and then we moved house and the house was a wreck
1: which is why we don't have a cleaner yet (laughs) well the house was a wreck and it needed to be
0: done up and then we went into lockdown so it never got done up and then in lockdown we decided to decorate it all and then I realized that all of the construction wasn't going to happen until well maybe it's going to happen now but anyway we decorated it all and everything and then I was sitting there in my decorated house which was fine and then I was like, well, why don't I have a cleaner then? So I got my cleaner back. Well, oh, my God, Haley's the best thing in the whole entire world. Literally my favourite yeah. person, including my husband and my kids. And, <laughs> <laughs> but now that the house is so clean and tidy and everything like that, I can't start work until it's all clean and tidy. Yeah. I just, I, it's now, because I don't live in that level of chaos, I don't have to live in that level of chaos. And yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, I... I... I don't I didn't deal well with moving because it was just too much for me so you know and that's why I'm saying it is a fault because I'm sure everyone would love to go oh well, I'd love to be tidy but not to this level where it prevents you from doing stuff it's, it's it can be really annoying
0: you've identified it and that's a yeah. massive step towards actually dealing with it so congratulations
1: yeah. thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> Any time. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Hayley. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Anytime. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk.
1: Say goodbye, Hayley.
0: Bye.